Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Bijou Podcasts. I just was feeling so confused about who I was. So there was so much riding on that baby. I felt so angry that that wasn't the answer to so many of my problems at that time. Yeah. But now I look back and obviously understand that that probably isn't why you should have a baby. Hello everybody, welcome to Couple Goals, I am Ben Jenkins I'm Stacey June That's my Wi-Fi uh, Thank you everybody for uh, tuning in to another episode of Couple Goals uh, We are here telling our uh, journey to fertility and uh, looking to start a family Journey and, to fertility Yeah, the journey to fertility <laughs> Also known as the fertility journey <laughs> Oh my god, if I hear that Uh, that tagline again yes probably in the next few hours i i don't know what i'm going to do it's thrown around a lot <laughs> which fertility one? journey fertility journey yeah yeah uh would you get angry <laughs> um before we get into today's episode we have to have give you guys an apology about the delay in this what is it the fifth episode we've done yeah yeah um we've been away we've been at weddings we've been living a life we've been trying to Keep busy. Yeah. We've tried. Um, We've been in different states at different times. Yeah. So we have gotten together and been able to do the next episode as quickly as we can. Hashtag not couple goals. No. What was that? What do you mean? Well, being apart so often, that wasn't very good, was it? Um, I don't well, know if that's actually. the case. I had a yeah. good weekend. I was going to say, like, <laughs> I, don't, I think you're lying. I think you, were, <laughs> yeah, you I, hey, thoroughly hey. enjoyed being away from me. Yeah, but having, having, being hashtag not couple goals and me having a good time, that's, they're two separate things. <laughs> but I remember you were very comfortable with the weekend plan, which did not involve me whatsoever because I was yeah. interstate. Yeah. I could, I could kick back on the couch. I could watch movies that you would never watch. Uh, I could do as much exercise as I wanted. Uh, and I did all the washing and cleaned the house at the same time. Who knew that exercise would become, I think it's like a middle-aged man's exit point. So I think, I reckon exercise Check becomes the new pub. Yeah. Or has become the new pub. I think it does for a lot of people too. I follow yeah. Rachel Brathen, who is the yoga girl or yoga yeah. girl online. You may she's got like a gazillion followers. Has a great podcast called uh, "From the Heart" with Yoga yeah. Girl, yeah, it is great. and she talks about very often how her husband's obsession with Iron Man has become a real he does Iron Man. Yeah, has become wow. a real. It's a you know it's a lot of time to choose yeah. well, away from your family, and that's been our discussion with some of your exercise. So when you said <laughs> I can do as much exercise as I want, it's literally now like you saying 
I could be at the pub all day. Yeah. I mean, that was what I grew up to be the equivalent of that. So I'm very glad I've upgraded to some degree. Yeah, I'm not training for an Ironman or anything like that. That's understandable. That's a lot of effort. So you got to do a lot of training to do that. Yeah, and I was thinking, you know, people that do Ironman or I've got a, a good friend of mine that's boyfriend is riding to triathlons as well. It's so – it's just so consuming of it the is. relationship as well as the person. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a commitment. And a yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I thought I'd add in that you made it as if it was like the greatest thing ever because I do often try and get at least a one or two mornings of seven that you're not rushing straight out of bed to be outside somewhere else. Yeah, getting those endorphins. Yeah, I just think it's nice to sometimes start the day a little bit slower together. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Yeah, I do like the endorphins though. We um, also want to encourage you to join our Facebook community, which yes. is growing every yeah. day. Yeah, it's amazing to watch watch the, the conversations that are happening over there. Uh, we had a, f- a couple of our first um, men post in mm. the group this week, which yes. was a big um, a big milestone for yeah. you and I, wasn't awesome. it? Yeah, I mean that's that's what I've that's a big thing for me is is um, is wanting you know guys to feel that you know it, it's it's fine to be sitting there and opening up and and uh, talking about your feelings and talking about how you're going with with this journey, and that's huge for me. So to for both of us, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm equally as passionate about mm, that. Yeah, so to see a couple of guys jumping on there and starting some conversations um, recently has just been amazing. Yeah, really. so awesome work to mm. those of you that have done that because I think. Uh, it is always a bit intimidating to be leading the way. With that, God, there's planes going yeah. ballistically today. Um, but I think your Ben led the way with a video encouraging dudes to jump on board, mm. which was really great. If you or your partner haven't joined uh, the hashtag couple goals question mark Facebook group, um, you can do that by clicking the link in our show notes and um, and finding it on my Instagram bio as well if you yeah. don't get around to that. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into today's podcast okay. or today's topic. Yeah. What have we covered? So I guess we're really trying to focus on our our particular journey, but more so I guess a lot of the conversations, questions and themes that we feel are really silenced or not focused on. Mm-hmm or are really hard to talk about. And I think over the next few weeks, we are going to be facing some of those. Yeah. Um, we've got a few of the, I suppose, more introductory topics out of the way, which is what's IUI, why are we here? Yeah, um, my cancer story. Over, yeah, your cancer story, which as much as it's awful, it does feel I've like told, something we can just kind of blurt out I've now. told it a lot of times. Yeah. yeah, but these kinds of conversations that are coming up over the next few weeks, we will be talking about miscarriage and that will be miscarriage happens in the mm. next few weeks uh, and decision-making and how you come to the process or how you how you come to making the decisions, you know, whether it is you you do IUI, whether you do stimulated IUI, whether you mm. do IVF, if you yeah. wait, if you have a break, if you keep going straight away, do you try straight after a miscarriage? Yeah. All these little but massive decisions that you make along the way, yeah, um, 
that aren't really spoken about. They, they're spoken about very separately, but they're actually for a lot of people every one's week yeah, almost, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. If you get a negative result, you'll be looking at the next step. So what is the next step and make sure you have it because you want to make sure that you feel like there is a next step. It, you know, it just goes on. Yeah. So there'll be those kinds of conversations. But today we want to focus on one word mm. and that is... Anger. <laughs> Which is not, it was great. Anger. Which is not a fun topic to talk about. Before we go on to anger though, do we want to do a quick um, couple goals question? Because we did get a few of these in when I asked on Instagram if people wanted to send through a question, we could do one at the beginning of the podcast. Sure. Um, What have you got there? Let's have a look. Scrolling, scrolling. Yeah. Um, This question's from Claire and she's asked... What are your individual values and if any of them are different, how do you navigate that as a couple? Wow. Um, so, well, we have very similar values. We're very yeah. um, very altruistic. Um, uh, we're very both very loving, caring people. Um, we do that in very different ways though, which is quite interesting. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the time from the outside you would look at us and see us as very different people. Mm. I know that I I think you can also stereotype what loving and kind looks like mm. and, yeah, and I think it can get confusing because you really quickly fall into roles in a relationship mm. or you're – you're the fiery one, you're the um, placid one, you're the boss, you're the yeah. you let things go, you know, all these types of things. Whereas I actually think we're much more similar than we probably realise day to day. Yeah. Um, and and that you're right, our values and where we come from, our backgrounds, our yeah. childhood is mm. very similar at its base. Yeah. It just played out quite differently. So that um. question's hard probably for us because I think – Firstly, for me, I mean, I if you are a person that is questioning values or having a look at values mm. in a relationship, I encourage you, you know, ironically to go and do the single Pringle worksheet, which is a really great exercise yeah, great I've created yeah. on my website for you to identify your values list. Yeah, because um, sometimes you just don't know them. Like you've never really asked yourself what your values are. You know who you are or you might know who you are, but you don't know what your values are. You couldn't write them down on a piece and of I paper. And I think types or um, character traits are very different to values. I think yeah. we need to really be very clear on defining what values are. Mm. So I've created work for people to be able to think about having matched values at the mm-hmm. foundation of a relationship. So it would be, it would be probably a big uh, lie if I said – that we had many different values because I mm. actually ha- think that that's an incredibly important thing to have. I think, in it, and I think if you've got core values that are that are that are different between two people, I think that's that's yeah, that's a tricky thing to to kind of meld together. You know, just you know, you can have that's so like when you're younger, you know, you, you're let a lot more slide, but then when you get older and you start to realise friends that you've had for a long time. You know, you you might differ on a lot of values greatly, and you end up kind of drifting apart. You know? mm, mm. So, and funnily enough, you might end up being quite closer with a friend that you didn't have as much common in mm. in high school or in your twenties, yeah, but your values were were much mm. more aligned than you realised. Yeah. 
Um, look, I think so, so the answer to your question, I think that Ben basically got to is we have very similar values mm. and I think that's a really important part of a relationship. But let me be really clear. Similar values doesn't mean you vote for the same party. It doesn't mean that you are the same kind of person. Mm. Um, Ben's a bit more cruisy in some ways, but then more intense in others. I'm cruisy in other areas and yeah. more intense in others. You know, we are very different people, mm. but underlyingly, yeah. yeah, underlyingly, mm. the values of what we want and how we treat people and how we want people to treat us and how we want to raise a family, the fact that we even have family as um, a priority, all those mm. kinds of things are very aligned. And yeah. that's why it worked pretty quickly for us. Yeah, absolutely. So there's not a reason that you couldn't get on the same page with that, but I think, in my opinion, it's hard to change someone's values. Mm. I truly think that they're, many of them are quite embedded. Mm. Even if you aren't living them day to day, I think you still know what they are if you're true to yourself deep down. Yeah, yeah. And I think you have them from quite a young age. They're essentially the best parts of your childhood. Like if you think about it, yeah, the the best, the creme de la creme parts that you learnt from your parents, not the shitty parts. You mm. keep the good stuff, which is actually quite a nice way to look yeah, at yeah. it. Yeah, I've never thought about it like that. Yeah, yeah, that is nice. Okay, so okay. let's get Back on to, to this. Um, anger. Do you want to go one for one? So essentially, we're going to talk about our relationship with anger, how it is involved when you are going through fertility treatment. Well, I think it's 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 inevitably going to come up. During, so during this process so quickly because so it, it's such a something that you're so heavily invested in and you know when things aren't going the right way or you're in the reasons that you're in the situation in the first place it's um it's one of those big emotions it's, mm. it's always there and it's really important to address because i think mm-hmm. a lot of this process can be incredibly damaging long term if you aren't dealing with stuff along the way um, it was probably towards the beginning of this year before we had a little bit of a break of trying where I started to really understand that we we really could do some serious damage to our relationship yeah. if we pushed the envelope too much with the with trying. Yeah. And that and I that was an extreme I guess thought and 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 quite a full on approach thinking that maybe in 5 years time we still haven't fallen pregnant. Mm. But it just really was quite evident to me that what we were putting ourselves through and what we are putting ourselves through is incredibly taxing and quite damaging to a relationship. Yeah. So you do need to really focus on working through some of this stuff. Yeah, and such, um, a, such an early relationship Because it can catch, yeah. Because, you know, we're, we're still early in the relationship and that is why we took that little break before we got went back and, and started trying again. Yeah, I think though, I think there's pros and cons to that. I think... We don't really know. We didn't really know how to work through that early days. Mm. So when we first started trying, which was what a year and a half ago now. Yeah. Um, but if you're and that, but that meant we could also kind of work through it, and we gave ourselves, I guess, at times, the benefit of the doubt that we had to work yeah. through stuff. Yeah. Whereas if you've been, say, you're angry because, you know, your husband six years ago pissed you off at the pub. Yeah. And you never let it go and then you've never dealt with it and you've been together for 12 years and now you're going through this process, that's crazy dangerous because you could be bringing up all kinds of crap through this, especially with hormones and and the added um, influence of, you know, your injections and all that kind of stuff. It's it's not just you, which is tricky. Okay. So... 
we go one for one? Do you want me yeah. to go first? Yeah. So what's the first thing uh, that comes to mind when you think of anger through what we've been through and what we're going through? I think uh, the, the reason that we're here in the first place is, as you know, I've had some anger around that and it's, it's uh, something that I thought I'd dealt with pretty well and that was, you know, the fact that I had cancer, I had prostate cancer and the fact that I had my prostate removed um, is the reason that we're having to, you know, go through fertility treatment in the first place. So, you know, I think after, you know, as we said before, we were... We were we were blessed on our first attempt to fall pregnant, and then unfortunately we had a miscarriage, and then since then we've had you know several uh, unsuccessful attempts, mm. and it was initially it was like I said it was you know we've spoken about before it was like that you know immaculate conception moment so that was where I just felt it felt like life was on a shift you know this is amazing life is going to be. Uh, a lot more comfortable from here it's going to be you know we're blessed um, and then for that not to turn out that way that immediately made me revert back to why we're here in the first place and just crazy anger with with that with what happened to me mm. um and Which then took also, you a really long time to deal with. Yeah. Like you didn't identify that very early on. I yeah. think it really didn't hit. Like I think it hit slowly across like mm. the year. I don't think at the time you kind of had this rage of like yeah. emotion and were, you know, a prick and leaving the house and storming and creating fights. Mm. It didn't really work like that. No, I, and just, that's, I keep it inside. That's, that's the, the hard problem. thing yeah. to deal with, yeah, because it, it cooks and it comes out in real passive yeah. kind of snipey remarks or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or silence, even yeah. worse. You kind of hold, well, that's, withhold that's- emotion. Yeah, I mean that's that's it for me. Like you know, we're I'm have grown up being quite passive aggressive, so I won't let something out. I won't you know let my anger out, and then it does. It just sits in there, and and then it just comes out in passive aggressive ways. And keeping emotions like that just bottled up and keeping them locked down is just not good for you. That it basically, if you don't vent the emotion, it's just going to turn on you. Yeah, but good on you for probably saying how that. I got, probably how I got cancer in the first place. Well, you know, holding in emotions like that and not and not not venting them. You yeah, know. and you it's all very well for you to say, but you didn't you didn't let it all go at the beginning. No. No, no, no. And how did you learn to do that? How I think, did you learn to start to deal with it? Uh I think you you know you've just got to No, how did you? Yeah. Well, you always answer it like you've just got to. <laughs> how did you learn to do with it? Uh deal with it. Is sitting with it. Like you need to sit with your emotions. And that's what I'd learned is that, that um emotions are going to come and go. Um, but they are going to be there. They're not just, you can't just sit there and go, oh shit, there's an emotion I don't like. I'm just going to forget about that and wait for it to go. It's going to pass quicker if you sit there with it and experience it for a period of time. But see how you always talk in third person. You, uh, you find, you still to this day find it very hard to say, I had to sit with it. I this. You still say, you have to. Yeah, yeah. That, and that is already still something that is ongoing work for you because it's not, it's still not sitting with not it accept- completely, like exactly what you're saying. It's not accepting it, no. Well, I don't know what it is, but it, it is one of those things where, you know, when we're talking about sitting with it or dealing with it, it is much easier for you to tell everyone what's good and what's bad. And whilst you probably learnt those lessons from sitting in it, yeah. I think language is important. 
yeah, it is very true. It's uh, it's something that I'm still working through. Is 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 using language. I mean, there's there's so much work to do. <laughs> there's so much work to do, and it's constantly ongoing. But yeah. Is there something before we move on to the next bit, like before I have a go, mm. is there something unsettling to you for you to admit that you feel felt anger? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I've, de- I've like, like I said, I'm more of a passive, I've grown up being a more of a passive aggressive person. So outwardly expressing anger is something for me that only happened when I was younger, like in my twenties and stuff like that. Probably when I, you know, I'd had too much to drink. I was hanging out with mates and, you know, you might get a little bit angry at one another. And that was really where it came out. But apart from that, I, you know, I, I, I've always been a quite a placid person. So I think, you know, those kind of emotions were a little bit strange to me. So, um, so let's try again. Say what you were angry about and what you are angry about. Yeah, I, I am angry about having to go through this treatment because I had cancer and I had my... I made the decision to have my prostate removed. So I'm angry about that. Everyone listening will have felt chills when you said that. Yeah, okay. It's such a difference. Mm. It's such a difference. Yeah. My eyes watered up straight away. Yeah, yeah. Because of course you are. But it's real then. Mm. Like you'll go back and listen to this and you'll hear yourself say, and when you're angry and you are talking and Mm. then when you say it like that, well, everybody can feel it. Yeah. And there's real emotion there yeah, that's yeah. been untapped. Yeah. Sorry to psychoanalyze you. No, that was good. I feel like I just did a, had a bit of a session. I am... Okay, I'm going to start with the first thing I felt like I was angry from because, look, let's just put it straight out there. I'm an angry person mm. and I have had issues with dealing with anger that I have carried since I was a little girl. Yeah. Um, I have had unlocked anger at feeling like I didn't have much of a voice growing up in my home and I continue to have to feed that out energetically in my life every day Mm. because there are a lot of things that I think I still carry around in in a version of anger for two reasons. One, because I think it is a lot of it is anger at feeling completely um, unheard and mistreated as a as a kid and a teenager. Yeah. And secondly, because I was taught that anger was the way you dealt with emotions. So my dad would get very angry at home and mm-hmm. still does when he doesn't things aren't going the right way. Yeah. And even my mum to a degree would respond in a very angry way. So I just had anger everywhere. It wasn't even yeah, like because yeah. you think my mum's quite timid. And as much as she did cop that anger, she certainly <laughs> had her moments too. So yeah. its anger was an absolute, you know, from both parents, it was very, very clear that that's how you deal with your emotions. Yeah. You scream yeah. and carry on and just chaos. Yeah. So I already have that to deal with, mm. let alone feeling like, I guess, I think at the beginning I was angry because I felt there were parts of your story that you hadn't completely shared with me. Mm. I think that was one of the first things I remember feeling angry about. And, and for example, when we got into the fertility clinic, I didn't really know that you had had an attempt with another partner and there were just elements of the story that were missed for me. Yeah. 
And I felt, not that I felt like I ever was owed anything for being, I mean, I love you and I, it was always going to be you. I don't, I don't ever look at it like I needed some kind of, um, you know, prize for mm-hmm. being accepting of you. Like that's not how I see it. But I was incredibly open and, and really my character is let's just work this out together, yeah. which not everybody reacts like that. So I kind of felt a bit cheated and a bit angry that I was so open to everything and felt like I'd learnt, I was learning things on the go. Yeah. And that kind of annoyed me because in so many ways early in our relationship I felt like I had communicated and been completely vulnerable with you and felt like that wasn't always matched. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's, a th- that's, that's something, you know, that you are a very open and honest person mm. and matching that is not something that comes naturally for no. what well, wasn't for me. Well, especially Initially. a dude that has issues with like their prostate and their erections and having yeah. children and all yeah. those kinds of things. So I get it. I yeah, understand. I had, pl- I had plenty to be sensitive about. Yeah. yeah, I get that. But that that doesn't change that it made no. me angry, no, you know. Not at all. No. Um and again, I I kind of think it's funny because you will go in and say you will defend yourself a lot and it's mm. that's been a thing that's been hard for me to deal with because often I feel like my anger doesn't get to live anywhere because you've had cancer and gone through such a hard time. So even mm. when I say I'm angry about that, you'll come back and say, well, I had cancer. It was very hard for me. And then my anger is muted, mm. which is exactly the issue I felt as a kid. Yeah, yeah. And that's really difficult because it's felt like at times it can't just be it can't breathe. It can't be mm. properly heard. Yeah. And then that's where I think at times I would explode. Yeah. Because I just needed to let it all out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that and just the f- – and I think conceiving naturally I was very angry about. I went through, yeah, a real kind of grieving anger where I was almost angry at myself, which is, is going to sound a bit fucked up, but I – I believe that you attract everything mm. and I started to ask myself why I had attracted this. Yeah. Which is fucked. Yeah. But I was like, angry that I was like, I've waited so long, everything, which is ridiculous because everything is basically perfect. Like you can't you can't have everything mm. like, and, and I wouldn't want it to be any other way. But there were angry points where I was kind of like, hang on, this this is, I don't know if this is exactly what I signed yeah, up for, yeah. you know, when yeah. I, once I started to, to realise. Yeah what I had very quickly signed up for. Yeah, I've definitely questioned that as well. Like, so having something like, you know, having having gone through cancer um, and overcoming that, um, that is something that's like a, you know, a big thing. And, that, you know, you sit there going through treatments and you sit there going, why me? Why is this happening to me? Like, it, it, it happens. Um, and then after that, I kind of, you know, I came to realisation, which a lot of people do, um, that... I'm, I think this this has happened to me, so I can share this story with other people, so it, it can help them overcome their, um, y- you know, their troubles and their similar situations. Um, but then, when things continue to not go so right for you or go to plan, you're like, "What is going on here?" Especially what am- when we had the miscarriage. Yeah, here. yeah. What, the, which is what my next one would have been. But you, you sit there and think, why Why has this continued to happen? Is this because I? It, it can? Sometimes I sit there and question it and go, is it happening to me because I've proved to the universe that I can go through these things and I am resilient and I can overcome them? Mm. If so, why? Why would that happen? 
Um, so I do get when you say, why have I attracted this? Because I sit there and think about that all the time. Um, it, but it, it is preparing. It, it is preparing you for something. It is preparing us for something. Coming, yeah. You know, it is. And life comes in ebbs and flows like that. You know, you go through times where there's trials and tribulations and then you and, come up and you have life is a bit more cruisy. And I think you feel angry about some stuff more than others. Like, yeah, I think that second bit, I was more... Yeah, I, I, it, it didn't last for very long. It was just mm. those kinds of dark moments where you had these, yeah, those kinds of days where yeah, you were just yeah. like, fuck this, and yeah. then you move on. Yeah, yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Uh, next, my turn for uh, something making me angry, which is you just touched on before, which was um, when we had the miscarriage. I was incredibly angry because like I mentioned before, it was like that real... Um, divine intervention, you know, uh, immaculate conception moment to get pregnant on the first on the first attempt, um, and then to have the miscarriage, it was just like, why, why is, why would you do that? Why would you <laughs> allow me to have such joy, and then smack it out of my hands? Well, mine was this too. I would say this next yeah. bit because I'd lost my job essentially. Yeah. I, you know, didn't find myself with on. the job. You moved on in twenty eighteen. Yeah. And then f- kind of thought that, yeah, this was our reward in a way. Like you yeah. had been so sick. Yeah. Um, I'd gotten to an age where it was right for me to get pregnant. Mm. Um, I was out of a stressful work situation. And this was exactly why everything had happened. Like yeah. it just was like one of these crystal clear moments of this is why it's all come together. Yeah. And then it just was not it like it was not that time yeah and I felt so angry about Mm -hmm. the fact that I guess I had allowed myself to think it could be perfect yeah 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 you know what I mean like there could be moments that all work out yeah and you get angry at yourself as well that's so true and I think it it was like because I think it can work out it's not like I've lost hope in that but I think sometimes when you want it so bad, you're never going to get it. Like mm. if it needs to work that much to – I, because I felt like it was going to give me a new identity. Mm. I'd lost what I had understood was my identity with my work. Mm. I'd been in radio for like eight years before that and just had worked so hard. I'd been a single girl, which was now, you know – I was with a, another – like a, a partner. Yeah. I just was feeling so confused about who I was. So there was so much riding on that baby. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel angry. I felt so angry that that wasn't the answer to so many of my problems at that time. Yeah. But now I look back and obviously understand that 
that probably isn't why you should have a baby. Mm. And not that I we had a baby or was trying to have a baby because of that. Yeah, it's not a But band-aid. the timing, yeah. I, we weren't trying. I wasn't, I didn't think consciously, let's have a baby so this can all be fixed yeah. when we fell pregnant because we did not think we would get pregnant. So that's, we never thought that. We never thought it was going to be a Band-Aid. Mm. But when we did fall pregnant, we allowed ourselves to think, oh, this well, you're showing for. us. Yeah. Whoever's up there's given this to us. Yeah. It must be to help with this, this and this and fill this, this and this gap and mm-hmm. this answers all these problems and this is why. Yeah. So then when it it didn't it didn't happen the way we wanted it to, oh my god, it was like quadruple anger. Yeah. Well it's all part of that process of losing losing someone is is part of the grieving process is anger. It's like it's 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 really there, but that was yeah that was a big one. And it's actually even talking about it a little bit, it's made me feel a bit angry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's miscarriage. We'll go into that um, in another episode, but yeah. it is. Hmm, yeah, it's a remarkable experience. Yeah, I think is. it is one that does shape your life. Like mm-hmm. I really do think that it changes you forever. Yeah, and we it has made us stronger going through it. Anyway, we can we'll, we'll leave that for another episode. Uh, I think for me, the next point of anger was. I think it was definitely, and I th- I have touched on this in other episodes, but it was that I felt like you were the one that was sick, and I was the one that had to do all the work. Mm, yeah. I think I have had moments where you've forgotten an appointment, not really done any research into what we want to do next. Yeah. You know, and you've been so amazing with appointments and you've been so beside me. Like I really couldn't ask for a better partner with that. You know, shit happens. So it's not like any of those things were done intentionally, but shit happens. And there are going to be moments where things don't go to plan and I don't always feel supported and everything is not always perfect. And it was has certainly not been in the year and a half um, that we've been trying. Yeah. So there have been moments where I've just felt a bit shit and a bit pissed off and a bit angry about the fact that I am at the hospital every other morning for mm. half of the month, every fucking month, mm. and you go off to work and get the same benefits as me. Yeah. If we fall pregnant or when yeah. we fall pregnant. Yeah. You know, and that just... It still kind of makes me a bit angry. Yeah. Because it's like I, uh, and it's a fem, it's a real gender thing too. Like you can't, and I know that this is probably the beginning of many of these things. You know, when you do fall pregnant, I'm sure there's plenty of things that you'll mm. continue to get pissed off about through this process. Because mm. it's like, hang on a second, you get to have all the benefits of the baby. Mm. You get to be a parent, and you do what? Mm. Fucking jack shit. Yeah. I don't, didn't even wouldn't have even ejaculated. Well, I, I mean, babe, that's <laughs> harsh, but yeah. But I mean, you ejaculated at one point. Yeah, it was just before I met you. But I and look, hey, that's true. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think about it like that. Yeah, I, the, yeah, I just I had those. Not while I've been with you. Have two, you two done, little cups, and there you go. Thank and you very I wasn't much. even in your life then. Stick them in the freezer. But it's bizarre, and but I think more so. It's not so much. I think it's been less about your illness Mm. really and more just about just the fertility process and which really is the woman's process. You know, anybody, 
any woman could relate to how I feel, yeah. regardless of if your husband's had cancer or you've, you're the one that has PCOS or whatever it is, you can still feel pissed off that you're the one that has to go through everything when you both get the benefit of the baby. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. at times that's really I've been angry about that. And yeah. you feel guilty about being angry about that because I love being a woman and I want to be able to – I want uh, – my God, I want to be pregnant. Yeah. I, I want that, you know, but it – yeah, there's just days where yeah, it's yeah. annoying. It's hard, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if – I'm sure everybody goes through that. Every woman doesn't. Every woman doesn't. Doesn't matter Look, if it's going through this process or naturally. I'm sure it would be worse when you're probably breastfeeding at night and there's a husband next to you can't, that can simply like, claims that they cannot hear a baby crying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of other moments that would be challenging to women across the world and yeah. will be challenging to us in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah, for now, it's. I think it is a very universal thing. I think yeah. that's actually not something that would be exclusive to our situation or women that have been through fertility treatment or yeah, going through yeah. fertility treatment. Yeah. Yeah. More planes. Like, I what wonder day if you is it? That plane. Boss, the plane. The plane. Did you ever watch that show, Fantasy Island? No. Fantasy Island. Welcome to Fantasy Island. No, and but I've heard you say that quote a million times. Which one? The plane. The plane. No, the Fantasy Island part. Oh, okay. Sorry. Maybe let's wrap up with talking about how we have started to deal with that anger and also yeah. when we definitely didn't, which was probably more so mm. the emotions around the miscarriage, the that shock of pregnancy, that time yeah. of our lives, which we've explained, yeah. was very loaded for both of us. Yeah. Well, when we, when we were pregnant um, before we had that miscarriage, uh, that's where the, the anger came out. And look, I think I've definitely learned a lot since then. But, um, you know, we were getting into loops there. We were getting into loops where um, we were just battling each other's defensiveness. And I think, I mean, it's come back up in particular in our uh, two-week waits. Yeah. We've found them very hard. A lot of our anger has been stored and waited to explode at that time. And I think we're still trying to work on how we could better access our anger in, you know, instead of getting to those silent moments mm, where then it mm. seems to creep out. Mm. Um, and I don't know if we've clocked that yet, to no. be honest. I think, I think what, I've got better at catching my defensiveness. I think so too. Mm. I would agree with that. And uh, I think yeah. I have got better with my screaming. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Um, I have, it hasn't gone completely. Mm. But we've gotten better because we, I, I think how we've come to you know we we recognize when the anger's there a little bit quicker because you go through those experiences and you 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 know where the anger's coming from so for example i will say things like i'm feeling really frustrated like i'm feeling agitated like i kind of try and yeah. verbalize it even yeah. though if i'm feeling angry in it it won't then snap and be out of control and it was getting to a point where they were turning into kind of panic attacks for me i was having such an issue with feeling so much and some of the examples that we felt are really hardcore shit you know probably not the last one but the early ones were very very hard things to they were hard pills to swallow you know and um and I found it really hard to deal with all the emotions that came from them the fear I think Mm. mostly um because let's face it anger is fear really and 
I think anyone listening who has gone through anger, who's in it at the moment that may have it in the future, just really be mindful of that because it might be coming from your partner or it might you might be giving it out to your partner. Be kind to yourself. You know, I think it's funny. Anger has a real... Um, it has a real way of making someone be pinned as the bad guy. And I've got to say, like, I've learned in this relationship that there is no good or bad guy, no. you know. Passiveness is just as damaging for someone like me that needs communication to feel loved mm. as is, you know, abuse, like, yelled across the house at your partner. Yeah. Neither of them are ideal. Yeah. Uh, but often if you are the angrier one... Mm. Try and have compassion for yourself and have your partner understand that there's fear there and and kind of de-arm it a bit and really work on the fear underneath. Disarm? Oh, thank you. Yeah, the correctors. Yeah, in the, right. Correctors in the house. You're lucky I, we haven't done this in a while and I wasn't feeling agitated <laughs> by that. But, yeah, disarm, I guess, the anger and, and try mm. and see it as fear because often if Ben would come and hug me in those moments, even though at times I would make it hard and we still, you know, I still really require him to kind of be affectionate in that time because really we know that I was taught a really crappy way of dealing with my emotions and really underneath the anger is just emotion. It's, yeah, yeah. it's fear. It's yeah. fear. And so I think it's been good for us to understand and maybe have a bit of an idea of, of I guess, not only that anger is fear but also to trust that your partner is a good person and mm. they're not. They're not actually trying to be yeah, an to, asshole, you, you know. You have to remember that, and that's that's something that I heard recently on a on a separate podcast. And um, they would the, Osher was Osher Ginsburg was the guest on that podcast, and they were talking about uh, depression and mental illness. Um, but uh, he talked about a quote from Osher's book, uh, and it was Audrey Osher's wife that mentioned that you know how she gets through some of those tough times is that she remembers that, you know, that depression and the, and the anxiety or whatever is something all to itself. It's not him. It takes over. So sometimes when you go through those situations, you realize that it's the anxiety and for her, it was the illness talking. He, she could recognize that. Um, and that's the same in that situation. You recognize that it's your partner's anxiety that's talking here. So what you know and you love about them is all still there. That's still who they are. They're just, anxious and that's overtaking them in that time Mm. and I think I definitely reached some depression points last year Mm. you know yeah yeah um and I some tough things to go through you know you had you you have a career transition um and then you have a miscarriage and then yeah it's 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 they're tough things to go through Mm. and I think as well um yeah it can be really uh, unsettling when the other person is very quick to to put you as the enemy because mm. then you become the enemy in your mind and that never helps you self-heal yourself, yeah. you know. I think yeah. once we get through, once we've gotten through our anger bursts mm. and whether that comes out from you, there were days where you would be literally avoiding my eye contact yeah. through the house yeah. and it was awful. You know, yeah. I would say, what's wrong? Can we sit down? Can we, you know, and you would just be darting my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the most loneliest feeling. Yeah. But you've got to find a way to come back around and yeah. connect. And yeah. the same thing if, you know, you're yelling. I think the thing, the other thing I will say for a person that's probably more outwardly expressive is 
the biggest thing I learned through my anger and learning with it is the name calling. Yeah. Like there's ways and there's things that can be excused for the anxiety and, and you know, you might be more of a yeller than a passive person and different mm. things. But the name calling is something, again, I was taught yeah. um, that it was acceptable or at least loosely acceptable. It was never ri- – no one was ever reprimanded. No one was mm. ever punished for just kind of talking smack about, yeah. you know, um, other people in the house. And and I, I, I don't – I'm not proud to say that, you know, I would just say, well, that you're being a prick or you're being – I would just be very quick to just throw names. And I, I don't even think I meant them, but yeah. they just came out so fast and that was something I changed quickly because – you can forgive someone for being fearful or kind of expressing themselves a certain way, but when you start to then pinpoint that name-calling, which is like kind of abusive, that's where I was like, shit, A, that's not cool because I love you and I don't actually believe that, Mm. and B, this is not a place that you can start your family as well. Like I was – it was such a great lesson for me. Not a good foundation. No, that, you know – you are not going to have a kid and then just completely not ever fight again. Like, yeah, you, you yeah. know, you have to learn that stuff before. So it was really great learnings for me. Um, yeah. I'm not perfect, but I certainly am very conscious about how to work with my anger and what's acceptable anger and what's not acceptable yeah, anger. Yeah. And I, again, don't always get that right, but I, I definitely know when I've fucked up yeah, versus yeah. when I haven't. Do yeah. you think you know that yet because I think there is a real society view that if you are quiet and you do withhold mm. that you're shy or introverted but it doesn't look like it's that damaging there's no, still a real I don't think I know when I fucked up no not, yeah not, every not time. yet yeah not every time no no um and that's something I'm still learning I think mm. this is the this is the most um I did a lot of therapy on oh, myself over the last yeah, yeah. year about that because I was so, so passionate about not repeating things I'd learnt and yeah. that's what I thought, shit, we're here to do this work yeah, before yeah, our yeah. baby comes. I- I've learnt so much about myself in this relationship. It's crazy. These last two years I've done so much work on myself and, and have learnt so much and I'm still learning as we go along and it's, it's been amazing. You haven't. You still feel like you haven't gauged. No, not not. Yeah, right. Not not everything. No, but yeah. No, but gauge specifically. Um, when yeah, the same kind of, I guess boundaries or, you can't you don't walk away from something and say, and and have a conversation with yourself of going okay, that's the box I, I know is not acceptable, and that's the box where yeah I could have maybe done something a bit differently, but I'm coming from this place. Yeah, I don't think I've ever sat there and gone, okay, that's unacceptable. Um, and that's the thing. And I think that goes back to what you're saying, that it's if it's not anger and if it is coming from a calm, passive place, um, it's hard to kind of pinpoint as going, that is unacceptable behaviour. Because mm. you don't feel like you like I don't feel like I'm doing anything to you because I'm not outwardly name-calling or getting aggressive. So I don't sit there and think that is... Um, something that's unacceptable. So I don't kind of see it coming out like that. But you've – but the, the, that's not the point. The point is that you've stated that it's unacceptable for you. Well, so, I think there's just things that we both do that trigger and hurt each other. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think 
that might be different for different people. Yeah. You know, yeah. I know the things that hurt you and I that's why I know they're unacceptable. Not unacceptable because society says, I believe that a bit of yelling's okay. Like yeah. I you know, I, I know that you've got to have a healthy passion front and pa- you know mm. I, I'm not saying you completely walk around you know but at the same time I know what makes you feel really awful and that is the name calling mm. I know that that's something you don't find easy to heal from and I don't like it either yeah um and so I that's how I figure out my unacceptable box yeah. is really what is hurtful to you and what's yeah, damaging yeah. to us but yeah. with you it's been different it's kind of been um, I don't know. It's it's been harder to explain the things you hurt because they aren't so outward. I haven't always been able to figure them out myself straight away. It's felt a little bit mind fucky at times. Mm, yeah, which is hard and just as hurtful. Yeah, you know, because often characters like me, the louder one, will be put as the trouble person or the bad guy, and I had to really build my confidence up to realise that I'm not always the bad guy and that mm. I am sensitive and loving and can eat just as much be the carer as you can. Mm. And we have very different ways of doing that. And and there'll be times where you'll have very different ways of hurting me or or, or triggering or damaging me, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's taken even me a bit to try and communicate that. And I yeah. think... Well, now I'm kind of annoyed that we're still working on that because I feel like I've got a bit of an idea of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not angry about it. Yeah. But I mean, no, but I, I am aware. That's what I was saying. Like, it, it's a new thing for me. I am aware that that is what makes you angry and that's what, that's what, uh, uh, that's what really gets you going. What? What? <laughs> is when I am passive or I don't say stuff or I withhold things and I'm not forthcoming. Well, I don't, I don't think that makes me angry. I think it hurts me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, same thing. It's 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 well, causing yeah, an, it's causing yeah. an uneasy reaction to you, like yeah. something that you don't I don't want to do for you. Yeah. So I've never had anyone call me out on that before or say that that's something that upsets them. It's not as easy as just to sit there and go, I don't want you being aggressive towards me because nobody likes that. Yeah. Um, whereas other people can probably have probably accepted the way that I upset you uh, in the past, and so I'm learning that I have to that I have to watch that with you because I love you and we're together for the rest of our lives. So mm. it's now something that I need to work on. But I'm 44 years old, so this is this is this is you love to throw that in. Actually, this is new information. Yeah, yeah, I've thrown that out <laughs> in a few arguments. I am 44 years old. <laughs> I don't need to take this shit. <laughs> you haven't said that, but you no. said that it takes you a little bit longer to. Yeah, yeah. Old to dog, get the new cog, tricks. The cog wheels moving. Yeah, yeah. Which I completely respect. And yeah. um, and I also came to the do party. You? Do you really? Yeah, I do. It's sometimes not easy to uh, swallow in the moment because yeah. I'm in tip-top shape in terms of moving <laughs> through stuff. I am. I, On the top of my game. I stuff up a lot, but I can I can fix things pretty quick. Yeah, okay. And that's that's all. I, and that's that's my own issues too. Yeah. I have come from a misfixit situation, yeah. so it's yeah. not necessarily always good for me either. Yeah. But it's good for you because yeah. if you've got something that you've got an issue with, I will try my best to be booked into a therapist or book. You know, yeah. I try really hard to work through yeah. that pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think what I was going to say before though as well, some of the other things that I think are really helpful is 
Um, and I have found that we'll end up in arguments or, um, you know, you kind of slight each other, you know, a little more often is when don't have enough sleep. Mm. And when we're not meditating, meditating is huge. Oh, and for me, it's when we're not making love. And when we're not making love, that was that was next on my list. Uh, <laughs> joking, sorry. Um, but um, it is. You're right. It's high on the list. It, um, and I think those things. There's things that you can do to make sure that you're best prepared to, you know, to keep calm and keep a level head. It's not going to happen every time because you're not always going to get enough sleep and there are always going to be times when you're, when you're not making love enough because you're not in the same place or you're not, you know, both feeling it or, um, you know, getting in out of a habit like meditation. The tired thing, yeah. yeah. Yeah, getting out of a habit like meditation is very easy. So, yeah, but they're all things I think to watch and, and make sure that, yeah, that, you, um, that you keep on top of. I think the most beautiful thing I read on uh, the hashtag couple goals group this week before we wrap up was mm. that um, some one of you, you may be listening to this podcast, mm. shared that uh, she journals mm. and has her uh, partner read the journal yeah. and then he writes back and responds. Yeah. I, my heart just, and I get emotional thinking about it because I think what a beautiful way to communicate in a time mm. where you may find it really hard. And we've we've also shared that we use the microphone, which didn't always work in those heated moments, but yeah. we'd try and use, if there wasn't anything that pressing, we'd try and hold it and use it before we went to bed where we'd have the microphone each for five minutes each and mm. the other person's not to respond and does not respond. So yeah, you don't yeah. have a conversation about it afterwards. You just hold the microphone. You both share anything that's on your mind, how you're feeling, what you wanted to communicate, and then you pass the microphone over and then the other person has the same yeah, go. Yeah. Um, similar stuff with the journaling. I think mm. there is really important to have practices to take the pressure off when things get hectic. Yeah. It's not always going to be easy in those moments when you are angry. They come up sometimes mm. where you can't plan. But if you are doing little things consistently yeah. um, across the board, particularly when you're in the midst of trying, mm. I think it does take a bit of the pressure off for when you might have a bad day. Yeah. I read actually in my uh, my daily stoic book this morning about uh, doing little things consistently and how important that is. Mm. Yeah. Well, as I say, build the house in the sunshine, not in the rain. It's a good one, that one. All right. Uh, I'm going to take us to the bridge. All right. Take it to the bridge. Take it to the bridge. What Are you singing the same song? Uh, no, I'm singing a bit of uh, James Brown. Oh, uh, I'm singing Justin Timberlake. Uh, okay, yeah. Timberlake? Well, Timberlake. Timberlake. Well, I think probably <laughs> Justin Timberlake probably got it from uh, some of the Motown guys. Anyway, anyway, let's... Um, mm, mm, I think we've covered this topic well. Mm, mm. Yeah, I feel exposed, but I guess that's yeah, the way it is. It is, uh, that is the way it is. That's if, why we're here, everybody. Yeah, and let us know if there is something you connect or something that you want to share so it makes us feel less yeah. <laughs> by ourselves talking about it. Um, as I said, the Facebook page is there as a community. Um, yeah. So I'll open up. What I might try and do this week is when we share it, we'll open up a bit of a forum for us to all talk about it mm. a few days after it's aired so we can go and have conversations about this particular topic. Yeah, um, yeah. And idea. as usual... 
we really ask you to share this with anybody that you think may be trying for a baby and mm-hmm. looking to uh, get some resource and a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a hand along yeah, the way. Some support. Yeah. You feel like other people are going through the same things as you are too. Yeah. yeah. I think it's one of the greatest gifts you can give someone is a recommendation. Mm. It's not a bunch of flowers or some pity thing. It's yeah, not something a weird, that will help them. Yeah. Awkward text message. It's just, a, you know, just a link. Yeah. Um, and we really appreciate it if you could leave a rating or and or a review as yes. well. Okay, that's it from us. We will see you again next week. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bijou Podcasts, the home of taboo conversations. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.